five enthusiastic yeses for every no. Recently, more and more attention has been given to cognitive biases, our psychological traits that have evolved in response to changing environments. One that gets a lot of attention, at least in meditation circles, is the negativity bias. Simply put, a negativity bias means that we tend to give more weight to negative input, bad news, challenging feelings, things that we're worried about, than we do to positive input. Cognitive biases have served us over many years of evolution. They made a whole lot of sense when we were a culture of hunters and gatherers. But in the modern world, they can be either an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on the situation. The negativity bias works something like this. If you see a stick on a hiking trail that looks like a snake, you react as if it is a snake, even though 99% of the time it's a stick. If you avoid just one snake bite, it's worth having recoiled from 99 sticks. On the flip side, though, if you leave a fun family event more focused on the snarky comment Uncle Harry made about your son's haircut than on the overall good time you had, well, then being wired with a negativity bias feels more like a disadvantage than an advantage. Scientists don't agree on how much good news we need to take in to balance out a single piece of bad news. But I've heard several researchers say it's a 5 to 1 ratio. So let's use that as our rule of thumb. Five positive inputs for every negative input. In other words, five enthusiastic yeses for every no. I'm not suggesting you ignore disappointments or pretend you're not upset when you are. I am, though, encouraging you to push back against your own negativity bias by making an extra effort to look for the good in your life. Notice the good in your kids, in your partner, and yourself today. Notice your positive qualities. Be grateful for all of it. And don't be surprised if you feel yourself shrink away. If that happens to you, notice your resistance, but don't dwell on it. Dwell on the good instead. Dwell on the kind things people say to you and people do for you. Dwell on the things that you like about yourself and hang out with those warm feelings for a while. Let's practice relating to our thoughts and feelings that way in this next guided meditation. Wherever you are right now, make yourself comfortable. All that really matters for this meditation is that your back is relatively straight, that your body is relaxed, and that your heart is open with your shoulders back a little bit.
take a moment or two to just settle in. Feel the places that your body is connecting with a chair or a couch or the floor. Feel your hands on your lap or down by your side and let them rest easy. Pay some attention to your shoulders and neck. Notice any tension and relax. Bring your awareness to your jaw and your mouth area, even your tongue. If it's helpful, move all of those around just a little bit. Move your jaw, move your tongue, smile, and see if that helps you let go of any tension. Soften around your eyes. Soften your forehead. And relax. Bring a kind, gentle attention to whatever's happening in your inner world. If your mind is busy and you're having a hard time settling down, silently say the word in every time you breathe in and out every time you breathe out. In. Out. In. Out. In. Out. Keep that going on your own, silently, as long as you find it helpful. Thoughts and emotions are going to bubble up, just like they always do. But in this meditation, I'd like you to relate to them in a specific way. I'd like you to notice when the thoughts that bubble up are about good things that are happening in your life. 
and also notice when the thoughts that bubble up are about the challenging things in life. Either way, it doesn't matter. Don't judge the thoughts that are coming up. Just notice them. Usually in this kind of practice, when thoughts and emotions bubble up, the instruction is to let them be, not to interfere, not to try to change them, and just to allow them to run their course. The reminder is that thinking brings thinking, so the less we think, the more likely our thoughts will settle down. But this time, in this meditation, the instruction is a little bit different. This time, when you notice a thought bubble up about something good that's happening in your life, I want you to stay with it for a bit. I don't want you to think about it. I don't want you to analyze it. And I sure don't want you to push it away. I want you to just feel it. See if you can just hold it in your mind. See if you can stay with the thought for a little longer. Just accompany it as it rises and falls in your mind. If that instruction doesn't make sense to you, that's okay. Just try it anyway. The next time a thought bubbles up that's about the good things in your life, notice it and notice how it makes you feel. That doesn't mean we think about it. That doesn't mean we analyze it. All it means is that we stay with that thought for a while and experience it. If your mind is busy or you've gotten lost in thought, that's okay. That's what minds do. Just bring your attention back to your breath for a minute. Silently say in when you breathe in. Silently say out 
each time you breathe out. And rest. Even while you're saying in when you breathe in and out when you breathe out, there will be other thoughts and emotions that keep bubbling up. That's okay. Just notice the ones that are about good things that are happening in your life. And when you notice that, see if you can stay with those thoughts and emotions for a bit. Not to think about them, but to feel, to really experience them. For the last beat or two of this practice, I'd like you to slowly open your eyes. Scan your environment until you see something that looks pleasant. Stay there for a bit and rest. Here's your takeaway. Before heading to bed tonight, I'd like it if you reflected on your day and don't beat yourself up for what you didn't get done. Notice what you got done and feel good about it. 